and welcome to Gone with the Windies. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone, Gone with, with the, the Windies. Windies. <laughs> just like we just said. Yes. So today we are going to start off with a little bit of a goals overview because I know we've trying to been set trying to been set trying to set goals every week for us to follow through and talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So my goal last week was to work out every day except Sunday because that's my rest day, and we did that. We worked out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then yeah, I don't know. Very yeah. exciting. It's really cool because I've learned recently that if I don't have someone to hold me accountable I won't do something and that's why it's always been really hard for me to stick to an exercise routine um I also hate exercise so that's part of it but hated hated I still I still don't love exercise but I think it's also just getting easier so that's part of it but Lindsay having this goal that she knows she's going to talk about I've been like really excited to work out because I know she's going to and I know she's not going to make me but like she's going to want me to join her and that's it's really cool it's cool that we both are seeing small gains like our arms particularly we're like oh okay i know um there's some definition there that was not there before yeah i look in the mirror and there's a little bicep boy just chilling and it's (laughs) so fun because i've always been like not super insecure about my arms but just like playing volleyball i had like more leg strength than anything Mm. and like i have like ab strength because like you use your abs and core a lot for volleyball but i never had like arm muscles and so they were always just like tiny little twig boys which Mm -hmm. is like fine like not like body shaming at all like everyone's shaped differently that's just how it is but it was really exciting to like actually see some biceps and like I sometimes feel like I'm not really working out that much because if I'm not like super sore the next day I feel like I haven't done like as much as I need to do if that makes sense for like working out but so it's really nice to like not necessarily feel like I'm killing myself every day, but then still see improvement. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing that I always... I never know if I'm working out my arms enough because I just don't mm-hmm. do it that much. So it's, yeah. like, just a new a new thing. But it's really fun and it's exciting. And I don't know. I really enjoy working on my arms now, and that's never something I did before. Slow and steady growth is really fun. And yeah, cute. for sure. Yeah. And it makes it a lot more manageable because we're doing, like, maybe, like, a 15 and a 10-minute workout or, like, a 30-minute workout. Yeah. And then, like, maybe some stretching. But it's, like, 30-ish minutes a day. If it's, like, an intense workout, it's still a lot. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like it's crazy. Like, I'm not, like, oh, I have to make a block of two hours in my day to do this workout. It's, like, you can do something quick. Mm -hmm. And, like, I enjoy sometimes doing longer ones. But at the same time, it's, like, you can still see growth and you can start slow. Like, you don't have to, like, dive in and do, like, a two-hour, like, crazy gym routine, like, lifting tons of weights. You can just do, like a 20 minute video, mm-hmm. lift some five pound dumbbells and you're still going to see growth and you're still going to feel better. Like yeah. I feel stronger, like yeah. doing planks and stuff. Oh, <sighs> so fun. Very, very fun. Yeah. It's cool too. Cause we've been doing uh, mad fit videos on YouTube, but so she has, we do a lot of no equipment cause we don't have two sets of dumbbells for us both to use, but we'll do the same videos like multiple times kind of. So we'll like do a video this week that we've done like a month ago and we both like are able to go through the whole video now and that's something we couldn't necessarily do before so that's something that's really exciting to like actually be like oh I've done this workout before and I was unable to do it and now I can do it Mm -hmm. and it's so exciting to like see that change and like feel that change in a workout yeah Yeah. 
But yeah, so that was my goal for this week. We accomplished it. And I'm going to set the same goal, actually, yeah. for next week. I'm going to just say we're going to work out every week and then record next Saturday. Yeah. Every day, sorry. Not every week. <laughs> um, and my goal from last week was to finish the book that I was reading called Better Than Before. I didn't finish it by Saturday, but I did finish it last night. So check that off. Which was Sunday. Yeah, which was Sunday. And yeah, so I guess I accomplished it. I don't know. And now I guess my next goal is to finish the next book on my list. You're going to finish it by Saturday? Yeah. All right. I think we're going to try and be better about recording every Saturday. This weekend was kind of weird because I was on my break from my, between my two summer classes and we were doing a lot of outdoor stuff like we we're weeding and mulching. So we were just like really busy and exhausted. So we're actually recording this on a Monday. So we normally do it on Saturday. So now you have until Saturday to finish that book. I'll mm-hmm. set like a mini, not like a goal because I don't know if I'll reach it, but I'm starting to read The Color Purple today because I also finished my book, which is The Wind in the Willows. I finished that last night as well, actually. So I'm going to start The Color Purple. I don't know if I'll finish it, but we'll check back in next week. How's your reading thing going? Checking off your list, your books? Mm, I've checked off too. Yeah. Is <laughs> it good? All. Is it nice to have like... Yeah, yeah. I definitely get really excited when I finish it because I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to go put my sticker on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's so it's so interesting how physical actions mm-hmm. are like so rewarding yeah like I feel the same way when I'm finishing my books because in my bullet journal I have like just one page that's devoted to like it's like a little stack of books but like half of them are empty because it's just books that I've read mm-hmm. just to keep track because my goal is to read 12 books this year and so I've just been like writing down the books that I've read and what day I finish them so it's like every time I finish my book I get to put it on the side of my bookshelf that my finished books goes on and then I get to write it in my little bullet journal so that's yeah. been fun too. It's just like marking your accomplishment and like making it fun to finish a book instead of just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Which obviously reading in itself is enjoyable, but I think it also helps me to use Goodreads because I don't like to put up that I'm reading something and then take it away if I'm not if I like stop reading it halfway through mm-hmm. because I know people see it. Well, not really. I don't think a lot of people are like going through my Goodreads like, oh, what's she reading? Oh, she stopped reading that? Wow. <laughs> but I don't know. I think yeah. something about that like somewhat physical accountability also helps. Yeah. Like the social media aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I use Goodreads too, but I don't, I don't even know if I've put in that I finished Wind in the Willows yet. I forgot to do that. But yeah, that's also nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but um our dad also has Goodreads, and I think lately he's just been thinking of all the books he's ever read, because I think everyone, when they first get Goodreads, kind of tries to do that. Yeah. And so, but he reads a lot of picture books, because he's a preschool teacher, so recently he's just been thinking of all the picture books that he's read, and just listing those, so and funny. I saw it, and <laughs> it just made me laugh. It's like, oh, Green Eggs and Ham. Edwin hasn't read Green Eggs and Ham, and gave it five stars. <laughs> that is a good book, though. Yeah. Oh, something I can't wait for as a teacher, this is a total tangent, so I apologize, but is to, like, build my little library collection. I'm so excited. I had to buy one picture book for my first session of summer classes, and I had to buy another one for my second session. And so now I have two little books in my collection, the first ones that I've, like, bought. So if you ever need a gift idea for me, I would love for you to get me, like, your favorite children's books. That would be really, really cool. I was considering putting, like, a poll on Instagram, Mm -hmm. my Instagram or the podcast one, and just, like, give me children's book recommendations yeah but yeah that would be really cool but yeah we have a bunch in our garage in our attic from our childhood so I wanted to go through there and like honestly take most of them if I can I need to figure out if my parents are okay with that but yeah that would be a really good start to my 
classroom library. I can't believe you're going to have a little classroom. Like, I know. This time next year, you will... Yeah. I mean, you won't have your classroom yet, but... Yeah. You'll know. Oh, that's crazy. I know. It's really exciting. Oh, so weird. I know. I can't wait to decorate it. It's going to be the cutest little classroom. What grade do you think you want to get? I don't want to talk about it. I have literally no idea. Oh, okay. Cool. Forget I said it. Okay. I originally was thinking, like, older, upper elementary, like, fourth, fifth, sixth. Mm -hmm. But then I was in a sixth grade classroom in Fairfax County, and they were just like, (laughs) oh, like, I want to be in middle school already. And they were kind of annoying. And so (laughs) then I was in fifth grade in Montgomery County, which is where Virginia Tech is. And they were, they had a similar vibe because they were going into middle school in sixth grade. Mm. So it was the same thing of, like, oh, like, we're top dogs. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. But I do get along really well with that age group, I think, because I can, like, I can just be sarcastic with them, you know? Like, you can make jokes, and you can just be stupid, and you can just be their friend. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't know, yeah. Like, I wouldn't just be, like, a teacher that's just, like, telling them how to do things. I would actually be, like, their friend, and I get to know them and stuff. And granted, you do do <laughs> do do you do that in, like, <laughs> kindergarten, first grade, but I just feel like the upper elementary is a little different. Mm-hmm. But then learning about, like, um, lower elementary, so K through 3, and learning about how to teach them how to read and, like, build their foundational understanding of math, like, that is also super interesting to me because it's, like, you're building, like, a foundation for them to learn everything the rest of their lives. Everything Mm -hmm. else they're going to read, everything else they're going to do in math, like, you need a really solid foundation. So I just think it would be really cool to, like, start to teach them those very um, necessary things that they have to know. Yeah. I just think that would be really cool to, like, see them grow from, like, nothing and then know, like, so much of, like, the basics of numbers like that's mm-hmm. so interesting to me so I don't know I'm just like really intrigued by that idea but I do get along really well with older elementary so I don't know I feel like I could make it work with any grade and I think I would just have to like test out the waters like with my own classroom just to see yeah how I feel but I think genuinely I could adapt and I would be happy with any grade so yeah. and any grade would love you oh <laughs> thanks but yeah so all right well that was our week We had a long discussion, so goals for next week were covered. Boom. So we'll check back next week for those. But (laughs) for this week, we promised last week that we would talk about The Parent Trap. My favorite movie of all time. Yes. I was going to say, to give a little background, Brianna and I watched this movie when we were growing up, and we both liked it, but what caused us to love it recently? Is there anything in particular? I don't really remember. I think we rewatched it, like, maybe the summer before or after I went to college or something, and I just realized how good it is. Like, genuinely how good it is from the writing standpoint, from, like, the score, the soundtrack, acting. It's just an all-around fantastic movie, and I think, like, the rewatchability of it as grown people mm-hmm. and how it's still just as entertaining to us. Agreed. I think I realized that, because, like, Not that other movies don't have that same quality from our childhood, but I just, I don't know, Parent Trap just really stands out to me as such a solid movie. Yeah, I would agree. I think we kind of both just, like, within the past few years, we're like, dang, this is good. And so then, like, the more we talked about how we liked it, the more we would, like, watch it, and I got Brianna a Camp Walden t-shirt for (laughs) her birthday or Christmas one year. It's Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We just recently have come to love this movie a lot and it also is very nostalgic because we would watch it as kids we have the dvd version of it so i know i wanted to mention i looked i don't think it's available on netflix or hulu but you can probably rent it on amazon probably or we can let you borrow our disc so (laughs) honestly just hit us up yes we would be more than willing i highly recommend watching it but just to start off 
this podcast if you have not seen The Parent Trap. I'm going to try and boil it down to like a really short summary. So basically, these two girls are twins, and they are split at birth by their parents. So their parents get a divorce, the mom takes Annie, the dad takes Hallie. The mom and Annie live in England, the dad and Hallie live in California. So they made this arrangement so the parents wouldn't see each other because they got a divorce, they didn't want to talk to each other again. Because they're psychopaths. Yes. When the kids are 12, the parents both send the same camp in Maine. Oh, they're 11, sorry. The same camp in Maine... And that's where they meet over the summer, and then they just, like, figure out their twins, they figure out they have the same parents, obviously, and they, like, become really good friends. They're literally twins. So then they're like, oh my gosh, great idea, we'll switch our parent, we'll go back to the wrong houses, so Annie would go to live with her dad, Hallie would go to live with her mom, and then they're like, our parents will have to switch us back, they'll fall in love, boom, the end. Basically, the dad is actually gonna get married he fell in love with this woman who only wants to marry him for his money because he owns a vineyard so then that like throws a wrench in their plan but they end up meeting they get back together it ends and it's all happy so very short synopsis of the movie but we're just gonna go through and kind of just talk about it we both just watched it literally finished it like 30 minutes ago yeah and we're just gonna discuss we're gonna talk about the music the characters a couple (sighs) of the quotes and then just general thoughts and feelings about the movie. Yeah. So, if you don't have any interest in The Parent Trap, you should still keep watching because hopefully this will spark watching. Keep listening because hopefully this will spark your interest in The Parent Trap. And yeah. let's just get started. Okay. The opening scene. We're already off to such a good start because it starts off with this beautiful montage. It's all in, like, slow motion, but not tacky slow motion. And the song... L-O-V-E by, I think, Nat King Cole. I might be wrong about that. I should look that up. Um, but it's the this beautiful romantic song playing in the background, and basically it's the retelling of how Nick and Elizabeth met, and they met on a boat because um, they were both too afraid to fly for whatever reason. I don't know. And it's just, like, a bunch of cute shots of, like, their hands and the the wine that they're drinking, the champagne, and them getting their picture taken and like fireworks going off and it's just so sweet and um I mean it doesn't tell you that much about them as people but it shows you just how they met and like the history that they have before they had Annie and Hallie and yeah I just think it's a really nice way to start the movie yeah it's cute too I think they probably did that because it was an older movie it's from 1998 so they have the credits at the beginning they have Mm -hmm. like all those introduction credits yeah so it's a way to like incorporate those but yeah it definitely just like sets the scene you can like feel the love in the air it's like (sighs) on their wedding day and it ends by the photographer saying let me take your picture and then that picture actually comes up later in the movie and that's how Hallie and Annie figure out that they have the same parents yep but yeah so after this part of the movie It opens with Camp Walden, which is in Maine, and that's where the parents both sent their kids to. So it starts at the beginning at Camp Walden, and I'm, like, kind of curious. Like, they mention it later. They're like, well, you guys definitely think alike. You sent us to the same summer camp. And I was like, I guess, like, maybe, but that just seems so unlikely. And so I was wondering if there was, like, some type of connection between, like, if they ever mentioned how the parents, like, knew that camp or if there was, like, something there but I never mentioned anything that I saw, at least. No, they didn't. And so it's just, like, so weird to me. They're like, yeah, they just sent us to the same camp in Maine. Like, that mm-hmm. is so random. But I don't know. 
Maybe it was, like, a very well-known camp. I have no idea. It was a camp all for girls. Maybe they both liked that. Yeah. But I don't know. I yeah, don't know. that was interesting. And it was definitely, like, a camp for rich kids, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so it was nice. that's something else that, like, makes sense with their yeah. socioeconomic status. But also, we were wondering, since it's called Camp Walden, it's, like, a playoff of Henry David Thoreau. So we're wondering if maybe they read Thoreau and they yeah. bonded over that or something, and so it made them think of, I don't know, like, maybe very subconsciously. Yeah. That's the only thing we could think of, but... Yeah. That was never mentioned that I saw, so if you no. have any information on that, please let me know. Yeah. But... I'm gonna yeah. research that after this. Yeah, it was really interesting. But yeah, when they get to the camp, um, Hallie, like, flies there or whatever from California, and then Annie, like, drives up in her limo with her butler, Martin, who... <laughs> Martin is the best character. You will oh. not fight me on this. He not... Is, uh, the best. You don't think so? Uh, I think it's a tie with him and Chessie. Oh, him and Chessie. Well, I don't know. Chessie is basically Hallie's butler, quote-unquote. They never explain the relationship that Chessie has with the dad, but I'm assuming they're just, like, old friends, and yeah. I don't know. He has such a big estate that he's like, I can't cook or clean. Why aren't you cooking clean for me, my friend? I don't know. It, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I think... They were saying they met on the QE2, right? The oh, they did? The second. I think they said that. Mm. Chessie and Martin? I don't know. I thought so. But anyway, maybe they met there and then... You mean Chessie and the dad? Yes. Oh, Chessie you said... Martin said... No, Chessie and Martin said that. Oh. Said that Chessie met them on... Said that they, like, met the people on the boat. Oh, okay. I think they mentioned that. I don't remember that. Well, I'm pretty sure they did. Anyway, so I think they met there and then just, like, he needed help on his estate, so she just, like, yeah, cooks and cleans. Just, like, takes care of it for him. But, yeah, she is, like, they're, like, friends. They're basically part of the family. Like, Martin is the butler for the mom, but also just, like, lives with them and is, like, really close to them and whatever. Confidant. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, wait, I wanted to say something about the opening scene at the camp. This is gonna be so long. Okay. Anyways, the opening scene at the camp is just, like, a one take, and they're following Hallie's yellow duffel bag, and I don't know. I really like it. It's, like, a pretty interesting way to set the scene and all the different things that are happening. And there's, like, this boy who's like, I thought this was a boys' camp. And everyone just looks so 90s and it's fantastic. And then her duffel bag gets dropped into this pile. And then we meet Tie-Dye Girl. And, oh, my gosh. Ugh, she They just see this girl who's, like, so strong and buff and can pick up her suitcase. And they're like, oh, my gosh, my suitcase is stuck. Tie-Dye Girl, can you help me? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I can help you. And then turns out they're all in the same cabin because that makes complete sense. Um, and then they're all best friends. Um, and that's... I don't even know the other girl's name, honestly, because Tie-Dye Girl is the only one that matters. Yeah, they don't say either of their names. It's funny because I remember watching this as a kid and, like, thinking it was, like, there was, like, the camp part, which was, like, most of the movie, and then there was, like, the part where they were, like, with their parents, but the camp part, I literally looked at the timestamp when it was done and they were flying home. It was, like, 25 or 30 minutes. Like, it was so short in comparison to the rest of the movie. It's, like, a two-ish hour long movie. I think it just felt so entertaining because of all the pranks they pulled on each other. Yeah, and for it was some so reason, fun. that's like the the part that you fixate on as a kid because you're like, ah, yes, pranks. pranks. Like yeah. that's the plot of the movie is pranks. Yeah. So to give you a little more information, essentially, Hallie and Annie meet by fencing, so they have their little masks <laughs> on, and then Annie ends up winning, and they go to shake hands, and they're like, oh my god, we're literally twins. Like they don't recognize that they're related, but they're like, we look exactly the same. 
And so from then on, for some reason, because she lost to her in fencing, they're like enemies. <laughs> like they play poker and then she has to jump in the lake naked and they steal her clothes. And then they like put their beds on the roof, which tell me how that's possible for children to move their beds <laughs> onto the roof. But it was a cool scene. And then the other one, no the sense. craziest one, they steal like food from the cafeteria and they like put honey on the girls while they're sleeping and they like put yarn like all around the room like kind of like a spider web kind of throughout their room and then they have like feathers on the fan so that when you pull the fan the feathers go everywhere and there's like molasses on the ground and it's just like crazy and so yeah basically they just play pranks on each other like back and forth because they're enemies now and then after like the crazy big (laughs) prank the people are like oh my god you guys isolation cabin now which they send them to this cabin that they make it seem like it's miles and miles away from the camp and they make the whole camp march to the isolation cabin and then they're like all right everyone else go away you two you're now living in this isolation cabin you can't talk to anyone else and they even have an isolation table in the cafeteria yeah (laughs) it's like they literally are like it's like up the hill it's like this cabin that's just apparently so far away from everyone else because they were like mean to each other so they had to be like quarantined basically together and so that was kind of funny but yeah so then they're isolated together and then the wind blows through the window and Hallie is trying to close it and Annie helps her and then they're like best friends again so it's like they fence (laughs) one time and now they're sworn enemies and play these horrible pranks on each other and then she's like oh my gosh your window is stuck let me help you and now they're like best friends and they like bond and whatever and it's just so funny they have like all these weird similarities because they're growing up with the same parents so they both like peanut butter with their oreos and they both like play poker and they're really good at poker so but yeah that was just funny how like they literally were enemies for no reason and then were best friends for no reason mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> the funniest part i think about that scene when when annie is helping her with the window is when she's like looking at all her pictures on the ground she's like oh no they got all crumpled blah 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 and then she sees hallie's stuffed bunny which looks kind of sus it looks like really dirty and crumpled and old and she like hesitates to pick it up and she's like, here's your, uh, and then Hallie goes, Cuppy. And she's like, ah, oh, Cuppy. That's a perfectly normal name for a stuffed bunny. I don't know why. It's a, a very irrelevant part of all of it. It just makes yeah. me laugh. Oh my goodness. I just realized this is probably not their intention at all, but the word bunny, mm-hmm. if you go up one letter from B, it turns to C. And if you go up two letters, so the next consonant, from N, you get P. I really don't think that that was... Cuppy the bunny. But it could have been. You can't say that it wasn't. I can't say that it wasn't. You're there right. There you go. That's all I need to hear. Okay. Good. Anyway, that's interesting. It's like a weird bunny. But yeah. <laughs> so, that's funny. Then they're like friends. And then they have this <clears throat> plot to get their parents back together. And then, Brianna, you want to explain your favorite scene, your favorite shot of the whole movie? Oh, my goodness. So, it's when they're teaching each other how to be each other. And... They're going through, like, this, these cute little diagrams they make of all their houses and, like, the people they live with and all that. And Annie has to teach Hallie the handshake that she does with Martin, which is, like, super elaborate, very iconic. And they're doing it on the dock, and it's a golden hour, and the sun is setting, and it's so beautiful, and there's a canoe going in the background. And, I mean, it's obviously not, like, I don't even know if it's Lindsay Lohan. You can't even tell. But it's so cute, and I love that. It's my favorite shot. Maybe of all time. Maybe of all time. 
I think we'll put it on the Instagram. They make gifts of it. Oh, perfect. Ugh, but yeah, I so. That's and also, happened. Do You Believe in Magic is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so good. Mm-hmm. We can talk more about it later, but I love the soundtrack so much. Mm-hmm. But yes, so <laughs> they are now friends teaching each other be, to be each other, and then they i don't i don't have anything else to say about that part of the movie then we transition to part two of the movie which is where they're back at home Mm -hmm. and so we have annie going back to her dad who she's never met in napa and hallie going back to england with her mom who she's never met and her mom is a wedding dress designer so that's pretty cool but she's like oh my gosh mom you're so cool and that's like this the plot line for this part of the movie is that Hallie's like, no, I can't switch them back. Like, I love mom. She's so awesome. And then Hallie's like, or Annie, sorry, in Napa is like, bro, dad's like about to get married. We have to like switch them back. And so they can meet each other before Mm -hmm. he literally gets married off and then can't marry our mom again. She's like, no, I'm selfish. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Stupid. But yeah, so that's what happened in that part of the movie. The thing that I think is really funny that we're talking about um, is that the parents both, like, didn't really realize anything was wrong. Like, they were just like, oh my gosh, like, my child, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. But then, meanwhile, Chessie and Martin are both, like, they both figured out, like, immediately. They're like, this is weird, like, you're acting weird. Mm-hmm. And then the girls, like, play it off. Like, they're like, oh, whatever, like, it's fine. But then, like, the secondary characters in the home, like, <laughs> are the ones that are like, oh my gosh, dude, like, you are definitely not yourself. It's so funny. I feel like that kind of says something because both of the parents work a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not that they're not present, but they definitely don't spend as much time with them as Chessie and Martin do. Yeah. Well, I think it makes I didn't it even more... think about the, like, subtext of what, of what that's saying. Yeah. Oof. It's also interesting, though, because it's like, it's more interesting to watch the parents figure it out and be like what the heck than to have them like slowly figure it out because both both of the parents like had no idea like I was just realizing that like the mom she tells the mom and the mom's like what and then like the dad sees her and he's like oh my gosh you know about each other (laughs) meanwhile Chessie and Martin are like uh it's almost like you're not yourself and they're Hmm. like "Ooh, interesting I'm not myself and so it's just (laughs) like yeah it's just funny to watch that but yeah that is interesting subtext because both the parents work really hard because they were by themselves mm-hmm. so that's something that I mentioned too later is they're like oh they finally catch up and they're like oh you finally you built your dream of owning a vineyard like you did it and she's like yeah and I like built my own designing shop like I'm designing shop whatever <laughs> I'm like a designer now and her dresses are in vogue and stuff but yeah so they like both like accomplish their dreams but by themselves Not and probably from other. working too hard Ooh, but yeah, they're both rich. Oh yeah, rich like rich, rich like big rich. Oh man, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting, and that is that part of the movie. This is when we meet Meredith, oh. who is like the villain of the movie. She's the one who is marrying Nick Parker, who is their dad, and so she basically is marrying him for the money. That's what they make it out to seem like. And she's like, oh, like, as soon as I get a chance, I'm shipping those brats off to Timbuktu. So she's, like, clearly... <laughs> yeah, she wants not nothing best. to do with the children. Yeah. Something I realized, they start... They call her Cruella throughout the movie, like, a few times, because she's, whatever, evil. Mm-hmm. And so, in my notes, I wrote, she'd be styling in that white dress and black hat, though. Mm. But then I realized that all of her outfits are black and white, and she normally wears red lipstick. 
Oh. And that's, like, Cruella vibes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's interesting that they, like, decided to do that. Because in the first scene, she's wearing a black hat and a white dress. And then when they go camping, her, like, ensemble, her little hiking outfit is yeah. black and white as well. Yeah, she literally never wore colors. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Except red. Her red lipstick. Yeah, but, like, no colors yeah. on the... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It is interesting. I was like, that's something I never noticed before. But, Can yeah. we talk about Chessie's fits? Oh, my gosh. Chessie. Oh. I could talk about Chessie forever. She's so wonderful. Yeah. I wrote, Chessie, wardrobe sends me. Yes. Love she's her always... with my whole, my whole heart. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. Continue. <laughs> she, I was going to say, she's always wearing high-waisted, like, either khaki, cargo pants, jeans, and then with, like, just a plain shirt tucked in, and then, like, some sort of denim button up over yeah. it and she just looks so casual but yeah. so cute it's like essential 90s it's like it's just beautiful yeah her wardrobe her is great hair too i feel like the wardrobe though like throughout the movie like everyone's fits were always styling like mm-hmm. like they definitely hit different vibes like it was like the cute little kid like 90s vibe but then it's like the dad vibe oh my gosh uh okay dennis quaid moment yeah. of silence for dennis quaid he didn't die did he <laughs> no <laughs> Moment of silence for how beautiful he is in that movie. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, his fits were just like very classic, like 90s dad. Yeah. And then the mom was like very, like the chessy vibe is like a chill vibe, but then it's like the mom's vibe is very like professional and she's got like those like pantsuit, those like really nice dresses, but she's like so effortless about it. Uh huh. It just like fully matches her like England, London vibe that's going on. And I am super into it. Yeah. We'll have to include different outfits that they have because... Our favorite. Honestly, I got some inspo from it. Like, maybe <laughs> want to go on Pinterest, add to my outfits board, you know? Uh, the one thing I can't get behind is all the headbands <clears throat> that Annie wears. Oh my gosh. I I'm not it. about headbands. Sorry. Personally, I'm not a headband gal, but it was cute on her. I mean... She worked it. it. Yeah. It was cute just because she was so obsessed with everything matching. Like, pants, shirt, jacket, all had to be the same pattern, whatever, but mm-hmm. I... Her fit at the beginning, though, when Hallie rolls up, she's wearing these, like, plaid shorts, and they're just, like, this nice, like, tweed material almost, it looks oh, like. yeah. And then her little, like, green shirt, and then her, like, denim jacket, and it was her just sunglasses. so Oh, yeah, her sunglasses. I love those sunglasses, like, the yeah. speckled, I don't even know what they're called. I definitely never so paid attention to the wardrobe as much as I did this past time watching it, <laughs> and genuinely, I'm just, like, I want everything. Yeah. Like, I feel like those types of shirts, the very casual ones with, like, a little button or, like, a tiny collar or whatever, those are, like, so trendy now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were then, too, but, like, yeah. you know, it's, like, mm-hmm. definitely coming back. But, yeah, the I wardrobe. I remember there was something else I wanted to say. About the wardrobe? Mm. Oh my goodness, the dad, or the grandpa's fits though Oh, he was so cute He was your classic English grandpa And it was incredible to die for He was smoking a pipe when she first came back from camp It's a little pipe, I love it So cute Okay, no, I did remember what I wanted to say Okay. When I said moment of silence for Dennis Quaid I realized we should probably have an actual moment of silence for Natasha Richardson Who actually has died since the filming of this movie just a brief moment of silence. She played the mom. And she was really good. Alright. All right. Moment of silence over. Yeah. That was a lovely moment. I found out that she died on the way to school in fifth grade. While I was in the Kiss and Ride line. It played on the radio. And I knew 
who she was because I loved that movie and it made me so sad. Yeah, that is really sad. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing. We can always remember her legacy in The Parent Trap. Indeed. You want to take a moment to talk about the music? Oof. Yes. Score first. Score is just really whimsical and I love that about it and it also... I mean, it definitely has different themes for different characters. So, like, Meredith, there's always a really sexy, like, saxophone playing when she's around. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's, like, it tells you she's always up to something. Like, she's always on some wild and She's, like, sensual and she's scheming. Oh, yeah. She's scheming for that money. Big facts. Um... What else? I love the camp music. Mm-hmm. It's just really fun. Oh, I forgot to say this. Watching this movie when I was young always made me want to be the kind of kid that would go to camp in the summer, but I was, like, too nervous to go to camp. Facts. Like, I'm sure we probably could have, like, a local camp, but I just, I don't know. I was too nervous to be away for that long and, like, to make friends. <laughs> so, I never did, but... Yeah, the camp vibes in this movie are very, very spot on. Mm-hmm. Very, like, traditional, like, 90s. Oh, it's perfect. It's actually funny. It's, like, everything about that camp looks exactly the same as my friend Carrie, who had a camp like that every summer. Hers was Camp Walklow. It had, like, almost the same exact logo as Camp Walden. It had the same colors. It was, like, dark green and white, and... Yeah. I always thought that was interesting. I feel like that's, like, your classic camp, like, in the woods, like, wood cabins, <laughs> wood signs, there's, like, a uh-huh. dock to the lake. Yeah. That's I mean, so that's where fun. camps are built, but, yeah, I know, it's very, yeah. I also they want, did a, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I want to know how they knew how to fence. Like, they're rich. Oh, yeah. Okay, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They didn't really explain that. There's some things that are just, like, it just, like, is, you know? Yeah, they never really come back to the fact that they both were, like, really good at fencing. Except that, like, maybe they're related. I don't really know. But, yeah, something else. The, I think they just did a really good job in this movie of, like, setting the feel of, like, all the places they went and, like, making you, like, want to be there. Uh-huh. Like, it was, like, the way they made, like, the vineyard in the house. It was, like, very homey. But, like, those, like, feelings, you know, that you're, like, very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And then, like, the London one was just, like, your classic, like, English home, like, with, like, the plants outside, and there was, like, the little, like, metal gate to get in. hmm And it just, like, I don't know. Yeah. And even the details, like, yeah. there's this scene where Hallie is first really getting to know her mom, and she has to take a call for work, so she's just, like, walking around her room, and she's looking at all her little things on her desk and her vanity and, like, playing with this crystal chandelier thing that's on her table. And yeah. I just really like that part. And she, like, pulls out this bottle of perfume and it's just, like, kind of showing how she's getting to know her mom just by the things that she owns. Yeah. I love little details like that. They didn't really do that as much with um, Annie and Napa. I think just because, like, it seems like her dad's more of a minimalist as far as what he owns. And she wouldn't really be, like, creeping around his room because that's not really what you do with dads <laughs> and she had a lot more to worry about with meredith being yeah, around yeah i was about to say she was a bit preoccupied on that one yeah <laughs> and hallie's just like in london having the time of her life going to photo shoots and like yeah. shopping with her mom and going to the theater she's like oh i'm sorry i can't come tonight we're going to the theater but i'll tell her first thing in the morning yeah oh it's so funny oh yeah, yeah. the priorities there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh so interesting 
Oh, and soundtrack. They play There She Goes by, I think it's The Lalas. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I didn't even know that song before this movie, but I remember being so excited for that scene every time because I just wanted to sing there she goes there she goes yeah and then they play here comes the sun yeah. not that long after i think they're they definitely played a cover of here comes the sun it wasn't the beatles but and then they're they're walking across abbey road and they like pause it yeah. to make it look like the the album cover oh so funny little yeah. gems there's just like every minute oh gosh <laughs> every minute of this movie is enjoyable and entertaining yeah. and good and it's also very funny it's yeah. well written it is. It's. I feel like yeah, just very well thought out and like, good attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And like it went by pretty fast. Like I'm not a huge movie person. Like I will watch a movie and like I'll enjoy myself. But I think the ones that I like the best, you can you can. Oh my gosh, I'm stuttering so hard. <laughs> the ones that I like the best are the ones where it just goes by really fast because I'm like engaged in the story and like this one especially because I've seen it so many times. But still, like I enjoy it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's already over. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, looking at my phone, like, all right, is it almost done yet? Like, where I feel like that with some movies. But this one, no. Yeah, the time just slips away. Yeah, it's so good. It just, like, it moves fast enough. I feel like that you stay engaged and you stay interested and there's all these things happening. But at the same time, like, there's such a good, like, attention to detail. Yeah. Like you were talking about. How, like, they take those moments to film her, like, touching her mom's things. And, like, oh my goodness, this is what my mom is like. I never knew that. But mm-hmm. it's, like... I don't know, it's, like, interspersed, like, between all this, like, interesting stuff happening. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a really good job of, it does a really good job of getting to know the characters and then really portraying how they're feeling while still keeping it interesting and not taking, like, so much time to build up. Yeah. But, yeah, I never really realized that before, but it does a really good job of that. I also want to cry every time, so many times in this movie, like, every... (laughs) Every time, please let me talk. Please let me talk. Every time Annie meets her dad for the first time and Hallie meets her mom for the first time and every time the parents figure out that they were actually with the other daughter and at the end when the parents get back together, like not to spoil it, but also it's been out for so long that you probably just should have seen it by now. Um, But yeah, I just, there's so many parts of it that make me want to cry purely because of the performance of the actors and their authenticity. And I'm just like, man, that's so, that's so nice. Yeah, the acting is really good, especially like you were saying on those parts. Like, Mm -hmm. you can, like, feel how they were feeling. It's like, oh my gosh, like, I haven't seen you in 20 years since I literally birthed you. And it's like, yeah. It's like genuine tears, genuine smiles. It's good. Because sometimes acting tears are like, ooh. Like, you can tell. Yeah. Eh, not good. It's also a funny juxtaposition because we've been watching Gossip Girl. So it's, like, <laughs> horrible acting and, like, too much plot. And now it's, like, uh. it's, like, really well done movie with, like, these really great actors and actresses. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. What else? Is there anything else? I feel like we've gotten a really good overview. Yeah. I, I'm looking at my notes. I don't remember writing this down, but I said, I want Chessie's food. <laughs> Oh, oh when she put pan. the cake, when she put out the <laughs> breakfast, she made this massive breakfast for Annie, who is like so ungrateful. Not okay, she's not ungrateful, but she just like doesn't eat anything because she's English. Whatever. No, she was anxious because her dad was about to get married and she didn't want it to happen. I don't think that's why she wasn't eating. I think that they were implying that she just has like different amounts of eating than. Okay, maybe both. Okay, maybe. Or not. Never mind, I'm wrong. Continue. Okay, sorry. 
Um, I mean, it's also, like, American food. Like, the difference between what they... Okay, any, anyways. So, Chessie made, like, toast, eggs, pancakes, something else. And I just... She's, she lays it all out, and every time I'm like, I just want to eat all of that right now. And her chili. I think that's all I have to say about Chessie's food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, her food did look good. <clears throat> yeah. Anything else? I don't have anything else to say. Um, well, just in general, I have a problem with the way the dad made his decision to propose to this woman, because if you truly cared about your child's input, you would have your child meet the person you're intending to marry before you propose to them and, like, then ask if it's okay, not the other way around. And I don't know. It's just, it seems really out of character for who he is. Mm -hmm the way they set him up to be. And then it's, like, so easy for them to convince him not to marry her. I don't know. I just think that's a little... Well, not, like, so easy, but it wasn't that hard. I think that when they were, like... Because the camp was eight weeks long. Yeah. So he met Meredith in those eight weeks. And, like, those eight weeks was just for Meredith. So, like, he only got to know her as she was acting with him. That's true. Versus, like, when the kids come. And, like, genuinely, like, they were being mean to her. Like, they were, like, playing pranks on oh, her. Oh, yeah. And, like, whatever. And, like, not being the best because they didn't want her in their life. But, so it's, like, I think her response to that is more so, like, what he finally saw. Because he didn't see that before. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, it was really fast that he was, like, all of a sudden, no. But, like, for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. it was a good reason. She was being horrible. That's true. And I think one other thing I didn't realize until this time was that part of the reason I think he wanted to marry her so bad was for Hallie to have some sort of mother figure because when he's talking to her he's like yeah I really think you need a mom um but he just doesn't think about like oh maybe I should call your actual mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is stupid well that was obviously a very complicated past yeah but yeah I guess yeah (laughs) oh wait also we have to talk about the fact that (laughs) Annie pretends that she thinks her dad is going to adopt Meredith. Oh yeah. When he really says, funny. "What do you think about making her a part of our family?" She's like, "Inspired. That's a great idea. You're going to adopt Meredith." Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's always so funny. <laughs> yeah, cuz he like plays along. He's like, "Oh my gosh, like yeah, it's awesome." And then he's like, "Wait, adopt." And then she starts speaking French and it's a whole <laughs> mess, but yeah, that is really funny. <sighs> oh, but yes, in general, just such a good movie. I feel like I could talk for hours about it, but think that's about all for now yeah anyway you should really watch it even if you have to rent it or if you want to borrow it we can mail it to you <laughs> but you have to mail it back obviously i'm oh, not losing that gem i looked it up when we first started talking it's available on disney plus oh, for free i that's what i was gonna but say but disney plus like i don't know if everyone has that i don't have True. it so it's also available to rent on amazon and some other places so oh good to know yeah okay well yeah, so you can get it on Disney Plus or you can rent it on Amazon. But <clears throat> yeah, so that is The Parent Trap. And yeah, it was really fun to watch it today. <laughs> I was like, we kind of put it off. We were going to watch it on like Friday and now it's Monday. But it was really nice. We don't really watch movies like in the beginning of the day, like yeah. in the morning. But it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was fun. But I think we're going to maybe do a workout now. Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. have some food. But yeah, always a good thing. That's what's on our docket for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah, laugh at me. Do it. Do you have anything to say? No. Okay. Well then, 
I hope you are. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, give us a review and a rating on the <laughs> Apple Podcast app. I do you have any new ones? Uh, I highly doubt it. Probably not. Well, I'll check. We will normally read one a week, and we've only gotten a couple, so we haven't had one to read. But if you review us, then we'll have one to read, and we can read your review. Um, but yeah. So that's super exciting. You should give us five stars because I don't know. Because you love us and care about us, but <laughs> I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. You can follow us on Instagram too at Gone with the Windies to see the content that we include for this episode and all the other episodes. So yes, I hope you're gonna have a wonderful week. Make this the best Monday ever, and I hope you are happily gone with the Windies. Bye.